Hi, and welcome to the Postal Affairs Podcast, your source for the latest news on postal and mailing solutions, featuring your host, Alex Murcia, and Director of Postal Affairs, Bob Schimmick. Welcome to our Quantum Postal Affairs Podcast, and Happy New Year. This is a recording for the week of January 7th. This is your host, Alex Murcia, and I'm here with our Postal Affairs Director, Bob Schimmick. Hi, Bob. Happy New Year. Hey, thank you. Yeah, it's 2019 already. Crazy. I know. I hope everybody who's listening had a great break and had very happy holidays. But it looks like things are going to get busy really quick and very, very soon. Uh, We're already busy uh, off to a busy start, right, Bob? Very much so. Yeah. You know, as everyone knows, everyone now that we're past the holidays, there's a lot of prep work going on for the price change that's going to go into effect at the end of the month. But even in addition to that, there's a bunch of other stuff going on in the postal world. Yeah, so we'll get started. So our first piece of big news is that we officially have a full slate of five postal regulatory commissioners. So what, tell me a little bit more about that, Bob. Yes. And so, um, again, one of the things that we've been talking about over the past well, year, even longer than that, is the lack of Board of Governors. And so for someone to get seated as one of the Board of Governors, they have to be nominated by the president and then confirmed by the Senate. Well, the same situation exists with the, with the Postal Regulatory Commissioners. And so there are supposed to be five regulatory commissioners, but for the last several years now, there's only been four commissioners. And so uh, one of the things that's been going on is that the president did nominate a fifth, uh, a fifth commissioner, but then, you know, as things typically work in Washington, D.C., it still had to go through the process. So uh, Michael Kumbia, Kumbaya, wow, I should, I should have practiced, practiced this uh, <laughs> ahead of time, Michael Kumbayana. Uh, was nominated by the president to fill the open PRC position back in, in June 8th of 2018. Um, and so then with that nomination, then the next step is that the Senate uh, Government Affairs Committee needed to hold appropriate hearings uh, and inter- essentially interview him for that role. And that occurred back on October 3rd, 2018. And now uh, the new Right as we headed into the new year, late on January 2nd, uh, the Senate officially confirmed Michael by a voice vote. So he is now officially our fifth uh, postal regulatory commissioner. So what might this appointment mean, Bob? Um, That's a a good question because um, now that we have a – I really feel that having a full slate of commissioners is a good thing. You know, again, I've already mentioned the Board of Governors – got to keep in mind right now yay we have governors but we have two but they're supposed to be nine and so there's still seven more positions that could be filled there so having a full slate of commissioners is good just to make sure uh, a number of different perspectives are being accounted for also the other thing that's good about having a full slate is with five you have an odd number of commissioners and this is actually i believe a good thing from for being able to make decisions and and move forward with um, a lot of things that are currently in play like for example 
let's take a look at one of the biggest things that's still on the docket for 2019, which is the 10-year rate review, which really is now the 12-year rate review because it's been going on for over two years now, and it's still one of those things that's looming over the head of the mailing industry. So there has been, you know, now this comes to comes to speculation, but there's there's been some speculation that the PRC was waiting to see what was in the presidential task force report before they were going to make any type of decision regarding the the 10-year review. Um, now that you know we've talked about this in, at the end of 2018, that task force report has been made available, so that's out there um, and that's public now. But then there was also some speculation going on that potentially the PRC has not moved forward because with only having four commissioners, it was possible that they were in essentially a deadlock situation where two commissioners were on, you know, one to go in one direction, two commissioners wanted to go in the other, and they couldn't move forward with it because they, you're tied. Now with that fifth commissioner, that will break, could break any of the deadlocks which means that I would say it's very, very likely that um, as we head into 2019 now, there is going to be movement on the 10-year the or 12-year uh, rate review. And so that, like I said, is going to be one of the big things that we're really going to want to keep an eye on over the next year because that could have a huge impact on the mailing industry. Because let's not forget that the initial PRC proposal that they came back with, you know, so part of that review was to determine whether or not the current rate making system was working for the mailing industry or not. And the decision, the PRC has said that it was not because of the financial condition, but their proposal on how to fix it was pretty scary um, for products that are underwater. So underwater products are those that are not covering their costs according to the postal service uh, costing reports would be seen uh, postal increases of 40% over five years if that was enacted as proposed, which that would be a huge, huge hit to the mailing industry. And then um, the other thing that is interesting about this is that um, PR, the Postal Regulatory Commissioners serve a six-year term. Um, however, this position has been empty for so long that Michael's term technically will be ending November 22nd, 2020. So he's only going to be serving even a little less than two years. And the other thing that's interesting is that two of the current commissioner's terms are really technically uh, ex uh, expired. So Vice Chairman Tony Hammond's uh, term expired back on October 14th, 2018, and Commissioner Nancy Langley's uh, term expired back on November 22nd of 2018. So that you might be scratching your head, how can we have five commissioners? Well, one of the things that's built into the 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 way the rules work around commissioners and actually board of governors is that once their term expires, they still are allowed a single holdover year. And so essentially they they're allowed to continue to serve for one additional year, which allows time for them to either get renominated and confirmed, or for someone new to be nominated and confirmed. But you know, as we look ahead now to later in 2019, if nothing happens, um, 
because no one new has been nominated or reappoint or been proposed to be reappointed, you know, we could be sitting with only three commissioners when we get to November 22nd of 2019. So again, another interesting thing that we're going to continue to keep an eye on as we go through 2019. Yeah, thank you, Bob. Since we're already talking about the PRC, let's move on to our topic in regards mm -hmm. to it. Uh, which is uh, related to the decision on minimum cost contribution of competitive products. Yes, and this has been um, something that's been in the works for quite a while. Um, it's been a very interesting and I would propose controversial topic within the mailing industry. And so just to provide a little bit of background of what we're talking about, this goes all the way back to 2006 when PAEA was originally passed. PAEA is the Postal Accountability and Enhancement Act. So it's the essentially it's the rules and regulations that everyone in the mailing industry is living with today because the whole price change regulatory process was different prior to 2006. But when they made all these changes back in 2006, part of that included breaking mail up into two major buckets. One bucket was market dominant. And so the market dominant products are the ones that are subject to the CPI cap. And then the other bucket is competitive products. And these competitive products are not subject to a cap because they essentially there is there competition in the mailing industry for those same products. And so the, the postal service is competing for that business just like any other, uh, any other the major package providers are that everyone is familiar with. So at that time, there was concern around the Postal Service being able to use the market dominant products to subsidize the competitive products. And so what they did in the law was they included a requirement for a minimum contribution that competitive products must contribute to institutional costs. Isn't that 5.5%? Yes. Yes. Um, when the when it originally went into effect, um, the minimum contribution that was set was 5.5%. And, and then despite the fairly large growth in competitive products that has occurred, the minimum contribution has remained at 5.5%. Um, the PRC is required to review that um, and adjust it as needed every five years. And so like when we got to essentially 2011, um, the PRC, um, you know, which is five years after PAE was enacted, uh, made the decision that they were going to keep the minimum contribution at 5.5%. So it's been the same ever since. Yeah, uh, and then you know now that at 2016 was another review point. So this is another thing that's been in the works for over two years, and and so um, they. It, it's been a long time seeing this decision finally come to an end because this is really the second time the PRC has reviewed what this minimum contribution should be. And um, and one of the things that's going on now is that um, those that want to use the competitive products generally want to see that minimum contribution stay a relatively low percentage. Um, you know, some that use these competitive product products have argued that as long as that minimum contribution is greater than zero, 
that should be all that's required. You know, as long as it's not, uh, as long as the Postal Service isn't using the market dominant products to subsidize what they're doing on the competitive side, that should be all that's required. However, those that compete with the Postal Service uh, also put a very different perspective on it, and they're looking to make that minimum contribution as high as possible. Um, some of those competitors have argued that um, the minimum contribution should be in excess of 25% or even larger. Than... Go ahead. Yeah, so in terms of actual results, uh, the competitive products have been far exceeding the minimum contribution amount, right? Yes, yes, they have. And so since 2006, the actual contribution amount has been steadily increasing with the growth of package volume. And so just to look at the two most recent years, um, in fiscal year 2017, the actual actual contribution of competitive products to in institutional cost was 23%. And now looking at fiscal year 2018, which just recently ended, that trend has continued in that it grew from 23%. Now in 28, fiscal year 2018, the minimum, the contribution, what the real contribution was 24.6%. And so just to put that in perspective, that's over $7.5 billion being contributed to institutional costs from the competitive products. So, um, yeah, the, so the short story here is the, the Postal Service is nowhere near having to worry about being falling below that minimum contribution amount. They're, they're, well, well, they're well past it. So now with all the history, the PRC has, uh, through this whole process of reviewing it for the second time around, the PRC has now proposed a formulaic approach that will calculate what the minimum contribution should be each year. And that formula is, is very complicated and not an easy thing to explain. And I'm not even going to attempt to try it. But what I can tell you, though, is um, with using this new, the decision that they've made now to use the, this new formula uh, that is going to be calculated every year moving forward, if we look at what the what that minimum contribution should have been for 2017 and 2018 using this new formula, uh, 2017, the calculation for the minimum contribution about, amount would come out to 8.6%. And then for 2018, it would have increased from 8.6% up to 8.8%. So again, even 8.6 or 8.8, um, is the Postal Service is far exceeding it with their with the actual amount of 24.6 for 2018. So I think most I think most of the people in the mailing industry will be okay with it. Obviously, you know those on both edges are would like to see it change. You know either smaller or larger, but um, it looks like this is something that is not going to have any type of dramatic impact on on the way the Postal Service is pricing competitive products. I understand. Thanks for the update, Bob. So our next topic has to do with the Postal Service, which filed their annual compliance report uh, back on December 28th. Yes, and so uh, you know we've been talking about PAEA and, and, and one of the other changes that happened around PAEA is that at the so as we've noted, Postal Service's fiscal year ends um, at the end of September. 
And so once their fiscal year ends, part of PAEA is that the Postal Service then has 90 days to file what they what is referred to as the ACR. It's called the Annual Compliance Report. And so it basically it's a, an item that is has been legislatively mandated to ensure that the Postal Service is meeting its statutory obligations that were all built into uh, the law. Unfortunately, um, so, you know, 90 days after the end of the fiscal year, this ACR always gets filed right at the end of the calendar year. So the, the, kind of that the, the New Year's present for the mailing industry is this annual compliance report. Uh, and unfortunately, there's really not a lot of good news in the report. Um, service performance, um, is it, it reported that service performance is not meeting its targets. Actually, um, it can also be stated that the Postal Service didn't hit a single target of, for any of their products for the year. Um, productivity has not improved. Actually, productivity decreased over the over the 2018 fiscal year um, and cost coverage is kind of a, a mixed bag of results. Uh, so just to quote um, something I would say that was um, concerning from a mailing industry perspective is that, uh, and this was in the report, the Postal Service has previously explained the information generated in the Postal Service's existing data systems does not support reliable estimates of the impact of operation operational initiatives on flats costs. Um, so that is very concerning because one of the things we were talking about underwater products and, and dramatic impact that you know, the PRC's decision if they wanted to move forward with the 10-year review of 40% increases for underwater products would be so detrimental to the postal serve, to the mailing industry that, um, that, you know, they've had essentially 12 years now since this new law has been enacted. If they don't have systems in place to be able to really measure the impact of operational initiatives to, for example, make flats more efficient, then I would argue why hasn't the Postal Service over the last 12 years made necessary changes to their systems to be able to do that. The PRC, so now what happens next is the PRC has 90 days to file their what is called the ACD. So it's the Annual Compliance Determination. So this is where now the PRC has 90 days to go through the annual compliance report that the Postal Service filed, identify all the areas where the Postal Service failed to comply, um, identify specific areas that need to be improved, uh, and I'll just say it, I, I really believe little if anything will change and the cycle will repeat itself next year. Well, that is not sounding too optimistic. <laughs> yeah, it, it's sad. You know, overall, it's concerning that the focus of the postal of the postal service problems. Um, you know, when we talk about the need for legislative reform, and they keep on talking about the pre-funding obligations as being a major cause of the financial problems. Um, the Postal Service is always ready to point at the CPI cap as being the problem as far as it's too much of a restraint 
to cons and not allowing them to generate the revenue they need. They want to break the CPI cap and be able to make, have larger increases. And unfortunately, far too little attention is being paid to the fact that efficiency and productivity have been steadily going downhill. You know, to me, you know, just raising revenue without getting a handle on productivity and efficiency isn't going to get you anywhere. And so, for example, let's look at marketing mail flats. That's an area that's underwater and that's not covering its costs. Um, now, if we just look at the annual compliance report, cost coverage dropped an additional 5.1% this year compared to the previous year, even though the Postal Service is being required by the PRC to increase prices for marketing mail flats above CPI. They actually have to take CPI plus 1.05, and so they have to, they're already required to make above CPI increases, and yet the cost coverage is continuing to drop. In the annual compliance report, marketing mail flat volume, marketing mail flat revenue grew by 5.1%, but the problem is, is at the same time, the per piece cost increased by 13.4%. So, you know, Raising rates without having a control on costs is not going to get the, the, the Postal Service out of the hole that they're in. So um, increasing revenue without getting a handle on all of this, uh, all these other um, operational issues is something that needs attention. You know, if we look at it, you know, we could be raising, industry could be eating 15% annual price increases and and if the Postal Service doesn't get a handle on the increases that's occurring in their and the cost of processing flats, they're not going to be in any better position. And, you know, a 15 percent increases on an annual basis, I would propose would be the death spiral that would ultimately kill flat mail volume across the board. So there is obviously um, more action that needs to come out of these annual compliance reports and then the corresponding PRC's annual compliance determination. And really, it's just kind of the last several years, it's been just kind of the same old song and dance, and nothing really changes, unfortunately. Thank you for your update, Bob. It looks like this year is really off to a really busy start. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, um, you know, just like last year, it'll, it'll be another adventure to see where, where 2019 takes us. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, well, thank you so much. We'll wrap up this episode here. Our next episode will be on the week of January 21st. Uh, again, if you'd like to, for us to cover a specific topic or if you have questions, please email us at postalaffairsaquarium.com. Again, that is postalaffairsaquarium.com. To our listeners, thank you once again for tuning into the Aquarium Postal Affairs podcast. And Bob, talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. Bye. Bye.